Hello all my beautiful tribers and survivors. My name is Karina and I am the host and creator of this great show. And I want to thank you so much for choosing to be here with me right now. For those of you who wonder who I am, I am the survivor of a brainstem dissection which led to a coma and a locked-in syndrome, but eventually it led me right here to you. Intertwined within my story is my ways of life that I've learned over the past 24 years. Every single thing that I've learned, my trials, my ups and downs, my little victories, even my fails. I vowed that when I would get better and there was no and, if, and but, there was no doubt I was going to get better. That I was going to pay it forward and help other survivors such as myself. And I wanted to be proof that there is beautiful life to live after stroke. And as I've often said, if I can only help one person in the whole wide world feel better about their situation, my job is going to be done. Turns out that we are now in 29 countries, 7 continents, and guys, we are number 7 worldwide. The world is hearing us, is hearing our story. You are making this impact, and I I really, really want to say thank you. Number seven worldwide in its category. You know, guys, if what I'm going to be sharing with you worked for me there is no reason why it would not work for you it's definitely worth the try don't you think so nothing in my show is off limit everything needs to be said so if i forget something please please and god knows i have a stroke brain so i am gonna forget something i would like for you to reach out to me on facebook at stroke surviving the odds underscore the pod page as well on Instagram at SSTO underscore the podcast. Like I said, anything that can help other people survive, whether it be the caregiver or the the survivor itself, needs to be said. I think that I'm pretty vast in my variety of topics because I have lived a lot of ups and downs. But I do know that there's a lot more life to be lived. I hope that today's episode is going to shed a brighter light and give you some ideas on how to stop comparing yourself to others. We're going to talk about that a little deeper in a couple of minutes. So what do you say? We get right into it. I've expressed many times before in my earlier episodes how in my prior life it was hard to let go. It was hard to let go to the old me because of where I come from. I come from a fashion world and looks were very important to me and it just became who I was, right? And then I became a wife at an early age 
and my family was or rather his family was so amazing but when I got the stroke it's like something clicked and I became somebody else and that person was constantly in competition with myself that's how it felt and when I think back that's how I still feel about that moment back then I still feel it inside me it's like these people that love so much that love me so much are wanting me to become a ghost become who I was and so I love them so much I tried to make it work right it doesn't happen like that guys I assure you it doesn't happen like that so I was in competition with myself and as I recuperated it became more and more evident that I was not the same person and I didn't look the same and I also did not feel the same so I think that it's normal as stroke survivors whether we have a little bit of disability and we look different in a very minute way or it could be something drastic either way something is happening that you don't you don't choose to compare yourself to others it just happens it's funny because i have a thought right now as i'm telling you this it's hard for people that didn't have a stroke to not compare themselves to others due to a multitude of reasons. So imagine a stroke survivor that knows they're different, either physically or mentally or psychologically or emotionally. You are different. How do you deal with that? How do we deal with that? One of the big factors in today's world that contributes to the fact that people in general compare themselves to others is social media. I compare it to a double-sided blade where it's cool to see, it's cool to, to scroll down Facebook or Instagram but you have to be able to dissociate yourself. I've had to stop following some, some groups or some pages or these girls that, that are fit and that I know I can do the exercise, but I also know that I am not really going to look like that. And it, it, it's hard, it plays on the mental because a part of you doesn't want to compare because you're saying if they had a stroke, how would they feel? How would they look? But then you're scrolling social media and you're seeing this. So how does that impact? It doesn't impact in a positive way if you're comparing yourself because it brings your self-esteem lower 
So that's when I say it's okay to unfollow people on social media, people who are not in your vibe or people that are, they're beautiful, but it's not conducive to your life, to your way of thinking. It's only making you feel shit about yourself. Your esteem went down. How many young girls out there? How many older women too? <laughs> How many people in general out there have eating disorders because of this? I, I, I'm all for modeling and all and, and looking great and all that. But to what price? So we have to be accountable. You have to be accountable to what you watch and what's your thought process when you're seeing this? Is it something realist for you? Is it something that you could do? You know, another thing, reels, reels are great on on uh, TikTok. That's when, it, for me, that's when it started and now they have them all over which can be used for business, which is awesome. Uh, that should be only restricted to people that are using it in business. People have these ideal lives that we see on these reels, these cars and these houses and the clothes and the makeup and the fit body. And you know what? It's fantastic. If it works for them, fantastic. But the reality is you, my dear, are a stroke survivor. You, my dear, might have some limitation. I know it's hard for, for you to hear this, but it's the harsh, the harsh truth, right? The faster you're going to understand that, the faster you're going to get to not get trapped, get get trapped into this, this, this way of life. Another way of you not getting tricked like that, not unfollowing people, but you can minimize your time on social media. It's great if you're looking at social media and YouTube to get tutorials on how to do your makeup and this and, and how to make outfits, um, out of towels and whatnot. It's fantastic because it, it shows a lot of um, creativity. And, and we need more of that. If that is what makes you feel alive, then by all means, go for it. It's fantastic for that. But people that are, are not, they're not feeling like the people that they view let me tell you, you are worth so much more. You are so much more unique in your own way. In the way you walk, in the way you talk. Yes, I sound pretty close to what I used to sound. But I have days that when I talk, I talk and I'm out of breath or my voice is higher. And like my facial muscles, they get spasms and they get, they get um, very un uncomfortable borderline hurting. 
So, and it doesn't stop me from doing everything that I'm doing because I know my worth and I know what I bring to the table. Do you know how much amazing stuff you bring to the table in a daily basis in your life? So stop comparing it to social media, please. My second point is how comparison affects life. In that low self-esteem, you're walking around, you're a mother, and you're walking around, and your kids have low self-esteem. And you're trying to boost them up and say, no, no, what are you talking about, my love? You are perfect just the way you are. Don't let people bully you and, and make yourself make you doubt and everything. Isn't it a little bit hypocritical of you? Because you personally have low self-esteem? You think you're not good enough? I have an example, an example that might make it easier for you to understand what I'm talking about. You're walking around somewhere and you see a pretty girl and you're like, I wish I was as pretty as her. The I wish implies that you're not pretty. Is it true? Is that how you feel really? then why are you talking like that? Another thing is, example, you're at work and your colleague is giving a presentation in the boardroom and she's kicking ass. She is amazing at public speaking. And you're going to say, she's much better public speaker than me. By using those words, than me, you are implying that you are not good enough. Why are people always using low points, your, 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 your low points, and you're comparing it to other people's high points? Why are you doing that? Why do people do that? You know, I am zilch. I am zero on the computer. I can do a little bit of words and I navigate all my platforms and that's it. Don't ask me to make an Excel spreadsheet and whatnot because it's not going to happen, babe. I'm sorry. But I am that girl in the boardroom that is a kick-ass at public speaking. I'm comfortable here. I'm at home just as I am right now with you. So, but you, my friend, you are a whiz on the computer. And we both work in the same office. If I need help on the computer, you are the girl I'm going to see. You are the guy I'm going to see. Why can't we celebrate? Why can't people celebrate other people? Other people's strengths for what they are. They're just the strength. Why does it have to be comparison all the time? You're only hurting yourself. 
you are only hurting yourself. So really, number two, to stop comparing yourself to others is to celebrate others. Be genuinely happy for the other person. What they're good at, you may not be good at. But what you're good at, maybe they're not good at it. You see how it goes? You, my friend, are kick-ass. Don't underestimate and don't think you are not enough because you are plenty gorgeous inside and out. You are enough. And there's some people out there that in order to make themselves feel better, they put other people down. That's also another way to compare yourself to others. There's a saying that says you would, when people break up, they would rather be the dumb pee than the dumped person. So and that's the ego talking. That's the ego talking. And when it comes to comparing, some people will look at other people's fault. You see, I don't do that. You know, example, look at the way you eat. You're eating with your mouth open. I don't do that. I do it the proper way. I do it with my mouth closed and a napkin on my leg. That's another way to compare yourself. And that is not good. It's not healthy. And again, I'm a big advocate on that. The ripple effect that saying things like that in front of your children, that only, that's only going to implant in their minds that they can talk like that. Is that what you want? So watch how you talk. You are enough. You are plenty. Celebrate other people's victories and be totally, totally fine and honest with that. Limit your time on social media because that can be very nasty for your self-esteem and your self-value. So in the next segment, I'm going to give you a couple of ways maybe to help to stop comparing. How about that? Check this out, guys. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. You are probably wondering, Karina, what the fuck are you talking about? What does that have to do with the subject of the day and me comparing to others and others comparing to me? And it's going to make perfect sense in a couple of minutes. Let me explain. You don't have that intention. When your colleague at work is in the boardroom doing this kick-ass presentation, you don't have the intention of being bitter and being upset and comparing yourself to that person. When you see the girl walking down the street, you don't have the intention on saying, I wish I was as pretty as her. 
But the reality is you are bitter with your coworker, with your colleague, and you are saying, I wish, therefore you're saying I'm not enough. So I maintain my point that the road to hell is the road to hell. You see, I'm having a hard time. The road to hell is paved with good intentions and it's okay. It's okay, right? At least there's pavement, <laughs> but it's also okay if it's a dirt road. You know what I mean? It's totally okay. So as promised in this part of the podcast, I'm just going to give you a couple of little pointers that I found were practical. The number one thing I did is I had to find my triggers. I had to find my triggers. Again, let me explain. I'll give you an example. I'm going on St. Catherine Street here in Montreal and I go to Ogilvy, one of our most expensive stores here. And I know that it's an expensive store and it's got all like designer clothing. Am I going to go inside that store and feel shit because I can't buy myself anything there? Am I going to walk into the store? No. So the trigger is not doing what you know is going to make you feel shitty. So if following someone on Instagram that is super fit and that is doing squats and military press and this and that, and you're in a freaking wheelchair, girl, come on. Come on. Why are you following that person? It's going to make you feel like shit. And you're going to say, I wish I could do that. I wish I could look like her. And again, you're going to feel like shit and you're going to think you're not enough. That is a trigger. Now, I know I'm using the feminine today. Usually I say guys, as in guys, everybody. Today I'm saying girl. There you go. That's how I express myself today. I know that you're getting it. So find your triggers and avoid them. Avoid your triggers at all costs. Did I ever tell you the story of my daughter when she started wearing makeup? And one day she came up to me and she says, uh, uh, Mommy, I hate my face. I hate this. I hate that. And it was hard as a mother to hear that. But instead of saying, no, no, you're gorgeous, you're my daughter, this and that. I tried to listen and go the opposite way. Because my background is in sales, uh, in cosmetic sales, and I'm also a makeup artist. So I asked her, my love, what part of your face is your favorite? Oh, I love my eyes, mommy. So we are going to focus on your eyes. I say, do you have another part that you like on your face? And she says, I like my lips. Wonderful. So we're going to focus on them too. And I said, what is it 
that you don't like now. Now that you're wearing nice eye makeup and nice lips. What is it that you don't like? And she said, my skin, mommy. My acne skin. And I said, do you see that? that is that the first thing you see when you look at yourself in the mirror? And she said, no, mommy. I see my... I see my eyes. So the point of this little story is for you to focus on your strong points. Not, not only on what you think is not good. You know, I'll give you a, an example, a very personal example. My legs aren't as um, built as I would like, but my upper body builds very quickly. And my arms especially. So instead of focusing on my lower body, I usually like to focus on my upper body when I work out. Because that is my strong point. My favorite point that makes my self-esteem feel good. When I wear a shirt or a dress and it's sleeveless, let me tell you, I love my arms. I'll focus on that. So the same thing goes to you. Focus on your strengths. That is tip number two that I can tell you. Focus on your strengths. And if you don't know what they are, you need to reach out to me on Facebook at Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page. And we are going to talk about it because I am a trauma survival coach specialized in stroke survivors. And I love talking about self-confidence and self-esteem. That played a huge part on me, and I know that it's playing a huge part for a lot of you guys. Okay? Focus on your strong points. Last but not least is all about how to practice gratitude. Now that's something that I've learned in the last few months. To be honest with you, um, I was like most of you and saying I'm really grateful and I really appreciate this and that and I'm so grateful. But there is actually a process to being grateful. Everything in life has a process. Being a survivor is not any different. There's also a process that you're unfortunately going to have to get used to and find your own way but along the way being grateful makes it much more bearable and much more beautiful trust me when I say that I made a um, I made a sheet for how to hyperspeed the process of um, practicing um, 
gratefulness. Anybody that would like to have it, please do reach out to me. And it's really to hyperspeed. To hyperspeed in seven days, it teaches you how you need. <laughs> Someone actually taught me that. I didn't think that there was a process, but wow. But now I just cramped it all up and I'm hyperspeeding it. So go ahead and reach out. All this being said, on Facebook, you can reach me at Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page. On Instagram at SSTO underscore the podcast. You have been listening to me, Karina, on my podcast. And I'm very grateful and I love you very much. And if you have any ideas, you know where to find me. Bye.